Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The way you're starting to harangue me now actually reminds me of what you did to the president during that debate on Tuesday night. When oh, he yeah. Was I, the, he, not I, just I joked, him. No. President Trump's in the hospital uh, from COVID. And I just want to say my heart goes out to COVID. So, uh, uh. I think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. Holy hell. <laughs> when is this going to slow down? Never this a is, dull moment. This is crazy. Once again, President Trump essentially torpedoing the show that we had planned for today. Today was mostly going to be audio of the, the, the media, the, the extremely upset and uh, horrified media reacting to the awfulness of Donald Trump who, by the way, has already died, according to them, or is being <laughs> propped up um, by by insiders. But we shouldn't feel bad about it, because it's a good thing that it's happening to him, because he's an evil man like Hitler. So that's good, and that makes us good for think- being happy that he's in serious uh, a serious health situation. That's what we were going to start with. And there had been there had been some miscues with the Trump campaign today, not being in, on the same page as the the administration as far as like when did he get oxygen? When did he not get oxygen? Was it serious? Was it not serious? The Mark Meadows stuff still doesn't really gel with the doctors who now are saying yes. Oh yeah, of course he was on oxygen Friday. So there's some everybody's got an angle on this thing. There's some communications problem problems and this and that, but then. Just a few minutes ago, Donald Trump gives one of these speeches. Remember, depending on what you're reading, he's at the apex of battling for his life right now. 
I mean, that's a, that's almost a, a consensus that now is the, the most important time. Right. And that a couple of times in the last couple of days, those around him had been very worried that he wasn't going to make it. The doctors have had better news, and the doctors even said today that there's a chance they could dismiss him from the hospital as, as early as tomorrow. But you think there's no way that's going to happen. So, so Trump does one of these videos again tonight and um, goes like this. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders, and what a group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street, and they've been out there for a long time, and they've got Trump flags, and they love our... So my feeling right there is, how are you going to pay a little surprise? As far as I know, <laughs> not only are you the president of the United States, there's no, f there's no lead time to a little surprise. Not only that, but you've got very contagious COVID, which has which is, uh, felled you up to this point, where you're having breathing problems. And I don't know, how do you stream through the um, this gauntlet of, of, of people who love you? How would this possibly happen? So by here, I still didn't believe. Our country, so I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. But I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. <laughs> this isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. And I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing, and I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA, and we love what's happening. Thank you. <laughs> it's the real school. It's not the kind of <laughs> books. It's like, well, wait, I think that metaphor might be reversed. But anyway, minutes later, on the right in front in Bethesda, Maryland, of the Walter Reed Hospital, there goes the, the uh, the uh, what's it called? One, the motorcade. Mm-hmm. And Trump is out there <laughs> in it. making a rally visit to the people holding signs for him. Can you imagine that? I mean, he's in the uh, in the SUV there, and he, you can see him right through the window waving and waving. Can you imagine? Unbleeping believable. I don't know what's going to happen on November third. But this guy, <laughs> this guy is unstoppable. Incredible. He is both dead and <laughs> doing campaign stops. And his rival, Joe Biden, called the lid today at nine in the morning, was all done with campaigning. Right. This is remarkable. Now, I, I mean, this is such a, this really is a brilliant, brilliant, um, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a, it's a brilliant play. And nobody would have seen it. No, but I don't even know if anybody would suggest it. It is a it is such a coup for him to do this. You know what it is like? There's something that it's been that history changed a lot. It kind of reminds me of when uh George W. Bush visited the troops secretly in Thanksgiving in two thousand three or four in right. Iraq. Um and it was just this it's this crazy thing. Such good spirits you didn't expect to see him there. Uh the whole thing was a secret. And this is crazy. Like I mean, this is such a perfect 
campaign stuff. It also it, it also is screwing up the messaging for his political opponents because he's saying that he's born again now about COVID. He went to the real school. You know, now mm-hmm. he's he knows what it is, et cetera. At the same time, he is living life to the fullest, hopping in the SUV, doing the the feel good thing with the crowds. It is such it gives a needle to the press so badly. We've already seen that they're upset. I think Olivia Nuzzi. Oh, they're very mad. He the White House press pool was not informed that this was happening. They were sent home at three PM today. Um that's over. I had it in front of me a minute ago. Hang on. Yeah, Elena Treen, Axios White House reporter. Hi, everyone. By now, you've likely seen the tweets of the president leaving Walter Reed for a drive-by greeting to supporters. The pool was not informed ahead of this of this ahead of time, and we have not been called back to the White House or Walter Reed. I will send an updated report as soon as I get more information. So I think CNN had a maybe a camera there, or maybe just a fo- photo of the thing. But how perfect! The media is gone. And it's just simply social media. This is like, remember when he went out to a restaurant without letting them know that he would be there right after he got elected? When he was the president-elect? With Romney? No, the Romney thing was separate. This was, he went out and he ordered a steak at a restaurant and he was like greeting people and waving to people. And they were like, we were not informed that he was going to this restaurant. He is supposed to tell us so we can document his every move. And they were like, this is showing a disturbing lack of transparency. Oh no, I don't remember that, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> it of happened. This is just too because it's they were just celebrating. The left was just celebrating. It it was the ultimate in, in karmic symmetry. Hey, the elephant in the room. Uh, you know, President Trump's in the hospital uh, from COVID, and I just want to say my heart goes out to COVID. So, uh, it's very, that's Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live. It's too bad, too, because I like Chris Rock. I mean, he was terrible on SNL when he was there, but as a comedian, I liked some of the stuff he did. But he, I, he, those people are such good people that COVID, getting sustained and supported so it has a nice long life, COVID is applauded, yay, by Chris Rock, yay, the same disease. Yay. It's destro- ripping the apart the minority community and people... Um, who are um hey as long as it can get trump does it matter how yay, much they COVID. tear apart the black community i, I thought covid killed thirty thousand of their fellow new yorkers covid yay those are really good people they must have yard and yard signs that's how i can tell that they're good um oh and you know what they also have they they have custom masks that are floral maybe sort of like a wacky saying on it you know mm-hmm. they're really good so um so so that's what this What's been happening is it's all it's been dunking on uh, Trump and how he did this to himself. How can he keep America safe when he can't keep himself safe? And it, and this was supposed to carry the news from tonight to tomorrow. Remember how the news cycle works on a Sunday night? Still, with the established media, is those Sunday shows that you saw today feed Monday, right? And so all the AP wire stories that you're going to see are going to be stuff scraped from those Sunday shows, and then Trump blows it up with this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's remarkable because every newsroom now tomorrow and certainly print editions are going to have to scramble if they're up if they're I mean, good luck. Well, yeah, and I mean Trump knows this. He there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know much about and doesn't care too, but he knows how the media works. So mm-hmm. that's one thing is he knows he's messing with them on purpose here, and that's like that's the joke in the video, right? Of him saying like, oh, just between you and I, I'm only 
telling you like out to his Twitter supporters because he knows that he screwed the press over. He didn't tell the press pool and he's messing with all the news for tomorrow and everything else. Yeah. In, in, I don't know how they kept it secret. How could they? I mean, how do they pull up the motorcade and get everybody ready to get him out and everything without anybody noticing and leaking well, it? I mean, I'd assume that the, the Secret Service has been... Well, the Secret Service is, is probably at the surrounding six blocks covered. They've probably been hanging in and out, inside and out of that rally. I'm just surprised at Walter Reed there's no like woke nurses or something leaking oh, I'm stuff. Sure, I'm sure there are. But I mean, I I don't know. Oh, you're right. I, it you're seems right. to be they've been having a pretty tight ship. Speaking of the Secret Service, that seems to be the message that the left is settling on that they feel gives them the best chance to criticize Trump for this. Is if you look on Twitter, we have MJ Lee saying Trump has gotten in a car so he can wave to supporters outside Walter Reed. As you can see from footage, this means multiple agents riding in a car with Trump while he carries the coronavirus. George Conway, whose wife has coronavirus, by the way, says. Uh, the members of the Secret Service Presidential Protective Division do serve to risk their lives for the president, but not in this frivolous way. Trump is a deeply psychologically unwell man, and he is a pathetic and complete disgrace. And Rick Wilson says, retweets him and says, the agents in the car with him. My God. So, yeah. Just, you know, they're, they've never spent a minute thinking about Secret Service agents until today, but now they're very worried. Yeah, and and um, if there, well, there's there's obviously there's going to be elevated risk, but he is a politician who is who has a job to do, and they have jobs to do as well. And most of those guys are probably in their thirties and very healthy and are at minimal risk of dying from this thing. Right, I assume they've all been around him this whole time. He's had to have a Secret Service detail with him in the hospital well, the entire time, presumably, and so they're not at any more risk in the car with him than they would be in the hospital room with him. They probably right. have masks. I assume they ran this by the doctors, ran this by the Secret Service chief person. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that Trump is just they're, the they're be-all end-all. Yeah, Jim all... Aloisi says, Trump's behavior today ought to put rest to any question that there are no further depths for him to sink to. There is no bottom to his core indecency. Right, and that just shows you that they're upset. It was a great, it was a great look for him. And, you know... He's politicking, and politicking happens, and the Secret Service do are at risk when people are politicking. JFK was politicking in Dallas. Um, Ronald Reagan was politicking in at the hotel when he was shot, and and a, a cop was shot dead. And an agent, Secret Service agent, made it may have been hit to him. I don't recall what. You know, this is um, it's what happens. The guy politics is at play here, and if you. If you can't handle that, then it's time to grow up. Just read some books about presidents and why things happen and why dates and timelines a lot of times are wrapped around political events. Read about the aspirin factory during the Monica Lewinsky uh, affair. You know, President Clinton lit up half of uh, South, of Africa, you know, with, uh, with uh, cruise missiles. You know, it's uh, politics is around. Okay, so but that's fine. But this is a a, a total coup cool for Trump to do this. That said, there is something to be said for their the camp the lack of coordination between Mark Meadows, the administration, and the campaign, and some unforced errors. If they are errors, I'm not even sure. For so Chris Wallace it, talked to Steve Cortez, who's who's a Trump flack for the campaign mostly, and he was angry and he said, "You know, you Trump was cl close to all these people at the Amy Coney Barrett." Uh, occasion and he was uh he was uh floating he was floating the um 
the um, the rules floating public health regulations. Right. Um, so in so Chris Wells put it to him and said, hey, you know, when you guys went to the Cleveland Clinic for the debate, they asked the first family to put masks on and the first family just blew them off. And uh, this turns into a dogfight. People from the Cleveland Clinic came over and offered the first family masks, thinking maybe they didn't have them. They were waved away. And the Commission on Presidential Debates has issued a statement saying, from now on, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to be escorted from the hall. So forget this question of being tested Chris, beforehand. Everybody was tested we, beforehand. That No, I'm going to finish my question. Everybody was told to wear a mask. Why did the first family and the chief of staff feel that the rules for everybody else didn't apply to them? Chris, we believe that masks are very useful. The president has worn them on many occasions, including visiting the hospital where he's now a patient when he was visiting as commander in chief, as a guest to visit soldiers there. He wore a mask. So we believe in masks. We also believe in some element of individual choice. People were distanced and they had been tested. Both of those things were true in that no, convention Steve, hall. No, they weren't and, distanced and there were rules and there was no there was they, no freedom of choice. I, they broke the Chris, rules. I was there, I was there like no, you were and they Steve, were distanced. Wh why those did they break the rules? Those chairs were not close together. Look. Those chairs were not close together. And again, we also believe that people. It doesn't can matter, make Steve. The rules from the Cleveland Clinic they were close together, Steve. And the rules okay. from the Cleveland Clinic were everybody wears you know, a mask. Why didn't Chris, they? Chris, the way you're starting to harangue me now actually reminds me of what you did to the president during that debate on Tuesday night when oh, he had yeah. to debate I, he, not I just Joe him. No, and then he had to he had to debate not just Joe, Joe Biden but you as well. You were not a neutral moderator then. I don't mind tough questions. I welcome you know much, reasonably tough questions. But what I don't think is okay is for you to become the effective opposition to the president. Okay, and those everyone there was it, tested it, it, in the crowd. They were distanced from each other. People can make reasonable Steve, decisions for themselves. State. No, they actually, they can't. They're the rules and they'll be kicked out next time. Steve, let me just simply say the president interrupted me and the vice president 145 times. So I object to saying I harangued the president. I know it's the talking point. Now, it, it is a talking point. At the same time, Chris Wallace has to, uh, they, Fox needs to put him on, on ice for a bit. Your buddy Daniel Dale is upset, too. Oh, let's, get to, him to in, let's get to him in a moment. But, but as far as Chris Wallace goes, I've consistently been a fan of his. Uh, I thought during the debate that he had no choice, that they walked all over him and that he didn't he did as good a job as you could possibly do without having a cattle prod or or hitting those guys with stun guns. Um, I, I, I think that he is very tough. He's always been tough on Trump. I think that's good. And I think that's good for Trump. He's always tough on almost everybody he ever he ever interviews. And he's he's a, a real pro. And I really like him. That said, this go around here with Steve Cortez for Chris Wallace to one I've never heard him take anybody to task a flack to task um like this 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 hard we got into it halfway through but he had been not accepting Cortez's answers no matter what and I understand if you're on the left you're like yeah why would you let the guy lie how dare because he's a flack you're not going to get anything but the spin or the massage nuance message from a flack, which is why they're the last people you ever want, ever want to bring on. Um, but so I, I understand if you want, if, if Wallace wants to beat him up a little bit for being evasive about questions, that's fair game. That's fair game on the left and on the right too. And when people are evasive like that, then it's it's good for a reporter or the in this case the anchor reporter to hold them accountable and and, and air it out in front of people so that they can see that this flack is. Um, is avoiding the questions and then you make your determination on how much that means to you does that break your faith in the camp the entire campaign or 
you know, does it, um, does it, in, does it insert, does it fill you with more distrust for the candidate himself, considering the messaging is coming from the top usually? So I understand that that that's fair. There, but there comes a point in time when the you're going to hit hit the flack with the same question, and eventually you've got to move on because he's not. You're not going to get he or she is not going to give you anything more. Whether it's you know Jay Carney or 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 um or the Timpf or that whoever that was in the Obama administration who was one of the last ones to have have it, or if it's uh when Dana Perino, when they're in a corner and they want to essentially get in a defensive position and not give you an answer, then they're not going to give you an answer. So to just beat on somebody relentlessly. That would be fine if you did that for everybody, but I've only seen Chris Wallace do this this time. Usually he keeps his cool, and he just shows people, okay, you all saw that he didn't answer me and moves on. And for him to know how many times and have that ready, to have this piece of ammo ready for the Trump team of how many times Trump interrupted without having the number of times Biden interrupted ready just shows you that the debate personally hurt him. It hurt his feelings. He's a little he's a little touched by the the uh, incident, and I'm sure for, as a reporter for somebody whose world is he's used to a certain symmetrical warfare to have been mugged by 96 percent Trump and maybe four percent Biden in that affair was uh, earth shattering for him. Sure, it's traumatic for him, <laughs> but no, I think he's taking it seriously now. He's a little hurt by the thing, and uh, and he was just giving it to. That's Chris Wallace giving it to, to Trump. That's Chris. That's not reporter Wallace giving it to Team Trump there. And uh, I think they should just put him on ice because it would suck if we if he if he can't get himself out of this mindset. Just put the guy on ice and grab him after the election. He'll be fine. Just get somebody else in there. I'm not saying that they, it should be easy on Trump or easy on Flax. They never should be. They should always be. And Trump is a is a um, flim flam guy too. So you need somebody tough there to keep him in line to make sure. Uh, <clears throat> and also, this messaging, like I said, th- this last couple of days, the Trump team, it, it, he didn't have oxygen. Suddenly he had oxygen. And, uh, oh, yes, of course he had oxygen. But we didn't want to play into negativity or something the doctors said today. Well, don't f- screw around. I'm sick of healthcare people not giving it to us straight. Whether it's Fauci or it's just the doctor at Walter Reed, Trump's doctor. You know, I, I'm... With few exceptions, including that um, uh, uh, with uh, our our friends here in town, Toast, who mm-hmm. uh, follows us on Twitter, you should follow her. By the way, at, is it at Toast Cat? Um, I think there are some numbers too. There's some numbers. Anyway, you'll see. She she interjects. Her husband, I trust. He's a dentist. Well, no, know. but he's he's got a a deeper medical background before that. I think. Right in epidemiology. Right. True. He he actually hits two. He's two exceptions for me. He's a dentist I trust, and he's a doctor I trust. Other than that, I'm a skeptic, for uh, reasons that I'll go into some other time when when we're all getting drunk together. All right. So, oh, by the way, on those along those lines, I have great news that I am a hell of a lot better than I was yesterday as far as my cold. Alice, I uh, yesterday I had several mentions about the fact that um, my collapsed lung was audible. (laughs) Um, which I appreciate, um, and um, and I think you sound better too. I do feel? sound better. It's true. Oh, okay. If you do say so yourself. <laughs> 
Okay, you were reading something when I was... Uh... I was going to tell you that Daniel Dale's upset about, oh. the, about the motorcade, too. Oh, my goodness. Does Biden have handlers? Joe Biden is his own man. His campaign is run by Democrats, many of them conventional Democrats for many decades. And there, there are no shadowy figures. No shadowy figures. Go ahead. He says that in the new Twitter video during his time at Walter Reed, he's gotten to meet some of the soldiers and first responders. No details on how he did that while infected with coronavirus. And then he says, so... Immediately after releasing a video in which he boasted of his superior real-world knowledge of coronavirus, Trump had public employees get in a vehicle with him, windows closed, while he is infected with the coronavirus. And then he retweeted a doctor that said, every single person in the vehicle during that completely unnecessary presidential drive-by just now has to be quarantined for 14 days. They might get sick. They may die for political theater commanded by Trump to put their lives at risk for theater. This is insanity. Oh, my God. Just imagine this. So, like I say, my guess would be that these are the same Secret Service agents that probably have been in the room with him and on Air Force One and Marine One with him the whole time because... They can't leave him alone just because he has coronavirus. So, you know, and Trump was clearly wearing a mask. I would assume they would were also. Well, I mean, I am told that these masks are the difference between life and death, that masks are saving lives. I am told, I was told by the guy who closed up shop today at 9 a.m. that in just a few months, by wearing these masks, we're going to save over 100,000 lives. So we should be cool. As far as I'm told, that's what I'm told by the people who all have their own surgical masks, by the way. We did a little research on that today. Mm-hmm. That um, that um, the, the masks save lives, and by Team Trump not having them, they've, they're killing people off left and right. Well, the surgical ones are better than the cloth ones. Uh, are they? Yeah. But the surgical ones are a total sieve. They allow air. The surgical ones are just the ones we have. Yeah, the, the, but they're the still better ones. than cloth. Um, I guess so because the the filter in them, but but they're not effective. No doctor would ever use one of those as their only mask. Yeah, not in a situation where they're where they were worried about controlling infection. Certainly, I mean, right. yeah, right. The N95 masks are the are the minimum acceptable threshold, mm-hmm. and then there's some Cadillac masks as well. But the ones that you see on most people are are not. We're all wearing the ones that don't work. Is what I'm saying. So if you're somebody who wears the N95 mask, you mm-hmm. can call somebody in the surgical mask a murderer, and that's acceptable in 2020. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged. So please do that. No, but I think we're also not allowed to wear N95 masks too, right? Because then we're taking them from healthcare professionals who yes, need them. Yes, this is so, in the same CDC so article. So if you which wear I the N95, you're also selfish in killing people. Exactly. So wear the one that doesn't work, but at least it signals that you're the kind of person who would wear one. That and... worked if they had ones that work for you. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> what else you got there? Um, in terms of news, I don't know. I'm so thrown off by the president. What was thing, the Liz- Lizzie Olivia Nuzzi thing? Did we ever get to read that, or was that somebody else? No, Olivia Nuzzi was. She tweeted the thing from the Axios White House reporter that I read that said. That oh, the pool, she did that. Okay. The pool wasn't informed that Trump would be doing that. <laughs> These hashtags are crazy on social media. The one where I first saw the video of Trump in the car was first hashtagged Trump 2020. And now and the next trending hashtag that came out was Trump 2020 landslide. Now trending is Trump 2020 landslide victory. So the Trump people are having a busy Sunday night. That said, there are a whole bunch of polls have come out over this weekend. They're not good for Trump. 
Trump, there's an NBC poll that is, that has him down 14 points. I mean, that's the that's nationwide, but he is not he's not closing in battleground states. These can always change, and Biden being up 14 points, of course, because this has been the craziest four years that we can remember. Exactly four years ago, Hillary was up 14 points, um, and this thing looked to be totally over. So who knows? If you're, if you're simply going by 2018 turnout and the polls, then this is Biden's. If you're going by what happened four years ago was a crazy, crazy anomalous situation, and somehow it's duplicated itself to being a, a, the second anomalous situation, if that's possible, then you can feel good about Trump. I mean – there's no doubt that the enthusiasm for Trump is through the roof, and it is not there for Biden. Um, it, that Biden survived the debate was was a good thing, and that he seemed rather cogent was a good thing. But he's on the merits, and but who knows? It's your own perception, no matter how you came away from it. But on the merits, Biden had was not factual, and was stepping on rakes left and right. It's just that Trump was wouldn't was you know a, 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 a tornado, and I, I seriously think that Trump expected Biden to try to push him around, so he just put it into total Donnybrook mode and uh, it was uh, swinging and swinging and swinging. But who knows? There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, there's so many. It's always a cliffhanger. You never know. I mean, this this weekend looked bad. And the guy has he could see, he could be dead tomorrow, um, but um, but then an hour later it looks good. And then he's up and at them, and then he's out. And I don't even know is he back in the hospital or is he are they taking a? He's uh, back or, in the hospital. He's back at Walter Reed. So um, so yeah, I mean. It's hard to say what's going on. I mean, before he did this, there were all kinds of conspiracy theories floating around. I mean, I've seen people analyzing these videos that he's put out saying that there's like movement in the background. He's not actually a Walter Reed. He must be on Air Force One or in a ship or things that I've seen people saying on Twitter that they're that the videos were made at a different time. That's one thing about the drive by thing is that it kills the narrative that the videos were made at some other time you know that they recorded them all at the white house in advance on friday or something um yeah but why why so isn't the story that trump has covid and he's in the hospital isn't that a good enough one if you hate him isn't it good enough why does everything have to be Totally like that he's secretly dead and they're covering it up, well, or totally that he's hiding out on Air Force One. Right, and if you do, if you get the timestamp of these AP pictures, you notice they're only six pieces, of, six minutes apart. And I mean, did anybody not think that those photos were staged before people started pulling up the metadata? And then looking to say, wait, wait a second, he's not signing. So that appears to be blank. Look, I think that the the that the. What well, were they expecting the classified documents to be visible in the picture? I also think that the metadata wasn't changed because they just took pictures of him and sent him out there. And who cares? But one, he's wearing a jacket. One, he's wearing something else. Who cares? It's staged. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And if 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 photo ops if, are a new thing to you as well, then you're not just not ready for this. Just go back and watch The West Wing 
and assume that that's true in that happy world. <laughs> live in that happy world, you know, where people where you know there is a side with principle and uh, a dramatic flair and and this incredible deep knowledge and this patriotism that's just you know so deep comes deep from the soul of these uh, this young team of aspiring leaders. Yeah, the hot shots. Right. The the real people who... uh, Go look at Tommy Vietor and Ben Rhodes and the rest of the pod bros. Those guys all wanted to be the West Wing. Those guys actually inhabited and were the West Wing. And those guys are dumb people. Those are dumb human being dudes who are dumb. The Iran deal was stupid. They were dumb. Barack Obama's foreign policy was horrific. They were all... I mean, they had... They had full, full, um, you know, uh, self-esteem, and they were cocksure as hell when they talked to you. They knew. And Obama was happy to lecture and to act as if he was your your, uh, law school professor, you know, talking down to you. But they were incompetence. Incompetence, those people. How did I get on this? Um, I forgot how we got on this, actually. I don't remember. Oh, because photo ops, if you think photo ops are new to uh, to politics. Um, yeah, I mean, I've noticed, too, I tend to think that people who follow politics tend to fall into one of three camps based on which political TV show they think is closest to reality. You have the West Wing people who think that all these political people are like genius civil servants who have dedicated their lives and they're like really super smart and they're, you know, running the show and they really know what they're doing. And then you have like the House of Cards people who think that it's like this like dark conspiracy deep state thing where there are these dark powers and these super smart people are running these like cobbles and there's like murders and intrigue and all this stuff happening and then there's I tend to fall in the category of people who think Veep is closest to reality which is that everyone is completely amoral in Washington and incompetent and they're surrounded by more incompetent people and they're just trying to look like they know what they're doing. Oh, totally. Totally. The Daily Beast, which is essentially Newsweek, says new infected Trump ignores CDC advice to take joyride with grim Secret Service agents in tow. So apparently his Secret Service agents had full PPE on. They had like N95s and face shields and stuff. After teasing a little surprise visit via Twitter, President Trump still suffering from like. Okay, this is this is their inability to write, not my inability to read. After teasing a little surprise visit via Twitter, President Trump, still suffering from left the hospital. I think that's um, missing something. Still suffering <laughs> from COVID, I would say. <laughs> left the hospital on Sunday afternoon to wave to supporters from the back seat of an SUV. It's been a long, interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID, Trump said in the video. I learned it by really going to school. This is a real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. I understand it, he nodded. Then, contradicting his own words and the advice of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the president left Walter Reed Medical Center's presidential suite to wave to supporters from a car, a decision that forced several secret agents to don personal protective equipment. (coughs) Sorry. As they shared the same air in enclosed space of the vehicle. Oh, God. Awful. That's SOB. What has he done? 
So there's lots of this stuff tonight. They are angry. They are angry. And uh, it'll be tomorrow. You'll notice. Uh, you'll notice um, that uh, half the. Uh, I half imagine Trump right now trying to convince Walter Reed, Reed staff to allow him to invite the supporters up into his suite for the rally, says Chris Hayes. It is funny. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But that is a, it's a good showing and a good day. He, um, <laughs> I don't, you don't have to love him, but he is, he is certainly the funniest president we've had in a long time. And he has gut cojones, man, that are it's just it's just incredible i know that a lot of you hate him and you you know if he dies from this maybe a few years down the line you'll be able to look back without hyperventilating and you know in taking your battery of uh, of psychotropic medication and you'll be able to absorb it all and look at it cleanly and it'll, it'll be okay it'll be okay they didn't even come to terms with bush until trump was elected so Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, they can't. That's and and still, even Bush, if he like, if Ellen talks to him at a baseball game, their temperature still rises about that. So, well, Bush you know, has not said that he won't vote for Trump, so that's also a problem now. Well, yeah, he's also a war criminal and all that stuff. You yeah, know? he's I, uh, and an idiot and a monkey and like all the other and not wasn't really elected president and. I assume you had a let's not elect him in 2004 either sticker. Yes, I had that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else we should get to on our, for our Sunday um, dispatch here? Bruce Springsteen weighed in on the election. Did I you saw see that. that? I saw that. You're over it? I'm, I'm never, I've never had any time for Springsteen. I understand that they're all going to say the same thing, and he always does. And now he speaks in his singing voice, and I can't. I can't abide by that. It bothers me. <laughs> he does. Let's triumph. So, President Trump isn't ready for now. Shouldn't be leading this country. Another um, really talented musician, Megan The Stallion, uh, was on SNL last night. Okay. Uh, I told you about that. Right. She she quoted the Tamika Mallory, who's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, about um, the Black AG in, yeah. in Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. There. Um, Saying that he's no different than the, than the uh, house what? blank is that? No, uh, she said it. How did they put it? Because um, I think Powell got house blank, or was it Condi, or both of them? I'm not even sure, but I understand what they're saying. He's saying they're saying he's a sellout uh, to blacks. He, yeah, no different than the sellout Negroes who sold their people into slavery. I think was the phrase. That's a you know the left is a fun crowd to be around. <laughs> what a fun bunch of people! Jesus, my God. And we've got, we we know other people too as well saying this is disgusting. What would you be? I'm glad he's going to die. How I'm not apologizing. He's Hitler about... when he's Hitler. Uh, it, you know, so that's a good thing. Why would anybody say that it's not a good thing if he dies? He's literally Hitler. These are people with master's degrees. These are people very well educated from rich towns. These are people who hang out with people who are just miserable, and their whole existence is that they're under uh, op uh, oppression. They're under the siege by. The evil forces like the presidents that they have no clue anything about, but uh, and and that's what they do. They just sit around and they're miserable together, and they'll, they'll do crazy things like you know dance and get naked in front of Michael Pence, Mike Pence's house, and somehow they're having like uh, this low grade subterranean cool fun, and it it bothers Pence. These people are miserable. They're disgusting. They're unhappy. They're ugly, and they're jerks. 
Right. I mean, I don't I don't understand how it's okay for anyone of any race to talk about a successful black attorney general in that way. I really don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm fine. But the the thing is to know I mean, what's no in your heart. Person. To know what's in your heart with that's in your heart constantly wishing for this guy to be dead and wanting that and that's the only thing that warms your heart. And you say it on social media so that hundreds, if not thousands of people will see it. Your neighbors see it. The guy at the 7-Eleven sees it. And he knows you from walking. To say something like that, that you, what would make you happy right now is if that guy feels pain and death overcomes him and really his family. And to do that and then to waddle out to your front yard and put your, like, all lives matter. No, no, it wouldn't be all lives matter. A love is love is love is love is love yard sign out there and think that you're a good person. You're not a good person. You're a nasty little little person. But um, you were saying? I was saying that I just, I don't know any white person who would say such a thing about a black Democratic politician. I mean, anything remotely approaching that in terms of the level of racism. Right. Well, she's not white, right? Is no, she- she's black. But like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get it. Like, how can you say that white people are racist and have like unconscious bias or all this stuff when like I let I mean I'm shocked I feel uncomfortable even like repeating the words that she said about Daniel Cameron who's a black person on the basis of his race like it's not a criticism that you could level at a white person the criticism that she leveled towards him so so it's a race-based criticism of a successful black man and you're gonna I don't get how that's okay you know I just the most racialized things I hear in America come from the left and I think they're gross and terrible I can't imagine a white person saying something that racially charged about a black person. Can you? Hmm. I mean, we know some pretty far right people in our lives. And like, I, I literally can't fathom the person who would say something that that's that racialized. It's, Mm -hmm. it really boggles my mind and I, it bothers me. Like it just strikes me funny because, you know, I, I would like to at some point see an America that's less racially divided. And, you know, I, I just begin to despair that what these activists want is actually in line with that. I I don't think it's what they want. And I think that if you give people the impression that what you're looking for is a more racially divided America and not an America that's healed its racial problems, that, you know, that people are going to read into that and people are going to try and make decisions on their own best interest. It's um, it's not a good thing. You know, stoking racial and ethnic divisions is not generally great for the cohesion of the country. Yeah, no, it's not. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I, I my, my feeling is that there's a bit of an extortion going on, a threat from a lot of these corners saying that, Unless you switch it back and change and uh, and bend the knee to our demands, and that we're going to keep this crap going, and I just think it's uh, I think it's terrible and it's ugly. You know, they, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to try to change the world on a Sunday night. I just think that uh, I know. I'm just depressed at how how ugly the sentiment was. I mean, the Trump COVID stuff, yeah, but how ugly like the racial sentiment was coming out of SNL on a Saturday night. You know, like. Well, not only that, but it was all you know. It was all Trump hatred, and then they had this moment where one of the actresses there. Acted like RGB. They just focused her, mm-hmm. and she something, some nod. It wasn't a comedy bit. It was just she was dressed as her. I mean, the show is not really a comedy show. It's just another way to vent with a live studio audience audience on a Sunday Saturday night. Yeah, By the way, you- if you're yeah. planning on traveling to uh, New York City, I do it before Wednesday because uh, it's closing again. Bill De Blasi is planning to close all non-essential businesses, including public and private schools. And daycares. Yep, and daycare starting Wednesday in nine zip codes. So enjoy that, parents. And possibly 11 more zip codes to come right. after that, too. So so that should be fun, coming soon to a zip code near you. Exactly. Certainly like right here in Massachusetts, to say the least. All right. So this Sunday, this has been a crazy day. Great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Follow me at Tom Shattuck on Twitter. You can follow Alice Shattuck at Alice Shattuck. Hello. By the way, my family uh, listens down, and Democrats in my family who are really awesome people listen Hello to my uh, aunt and uncle, um, and uh, I won't say any of that, I'm going to get in trouble. But um, hey everybody, we really appreciate you listening, it's awesome, we love this, to hanging out, see you tomorrow. C'est la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.